Hello and welcome to Have You Seen Episode 12. This one promises to be one for the ages. I'm Kieran Lefort, woefully underprepared, and opposite me sits Tom, still ill, Webb. Yeah, yeah. I'm get, I'm, I think I'm slowly getting better, but very slowly. Two weeks now, this is the third, third podcast. I know, I know, it's getting ridiculous. Yes, I have managed to uh, forget my notes for one of my films, so... Uh, Brilliant. Whoops. <laughs> and I can't run out of the room while Tom gives you a plot synopsis like I did with him last week. No. So. So we just crash on through, really. Yeah. Oh, before we start, right. uh, we have to welcome two new countries to the countries that listen to us list. Oh, well, really? They are Holland and Hong Kong. Oh, so wow. hello, Holland and Hong Kong. Awesome. Please send us tweets and emails and things about movies and whether you like us and whether we should be doing us in Dutch and Cantonese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I we won't be. But I don't want to do yeah. in Dutch and Cantonese. Because <laughs> no. I don't know any Dutch and my Cantonese is limited to swear words and please don't shoot me. Yeah, I, only, I know a little bit of Dutch, but not, not, not enough to do a podcast. I could order a coffee, possibly. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe we should do that as a podcast extra. You say, uh, can I have a coffee? And I'll say, please don't shoot me. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, right, so let's just steam into Mean Girls. If that <laughs> <laughs> don't ever say that again. Yeah? yeah okay, go for it, go for it. Okay, I'll, I'll recap the plot synopsis. Please. Um, it is a real... I hate to use the word generic... But it's it's a teen comedy and a girl comes to a new school and has trouble fitting in and it's about how she adapts and the groups of people that she interacts with and the cliques within the school. And that is pretty much it. Um, the reason I pitched it to Kieran and the reason I think this stands out about every other film that's like this is that it was written by Tina Fey and the script is, I think, particularly good. Um, so let's hear what Kieran had to think of it or had to say about it or something. All right, good. Um <laughs> I don't actually need to say anything. You've summed it all up. Right. It's entirely generic, apart from having a really good script. Right, okay. I'm Um, glad you agree that it has a good script. Yeah, that definitely, as you said, that definitely elevates it above other movies of its type. Yeah. yeah. Saying that, though, I can't remember any lines from it now. Really? No. Apart from the the gay kid in the bathroom in the (laughs) beginning, which is particularly funny. Yeah. um, Yeah, there are lines that I can remember from it that I won't repeat. Um, and it is that it's, but it's one of those films that you'll be in a situation, and then the line will pop in your head, and it's it. Yeah, you have a quote ready. Uh, you know, if someone quizzed me on it, I'd probably find it quite difficult. But if someone read me some lines and said, "What film is it from?" I'd probably get You'd it. Probably right. get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did like the principal. Yes, he's great. Uh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Although I did feel with him and lots of other characters. Yeah, they weren't their big trait wasn't big enough. Amanda oh, Seyfried, okay. I don't feel was stupid enough. Okay, really? she didn't. No. Okay. No, I, I thought I was preparing myself for some dumb gems from her, and yeah. I don't feel I got them. Okay. And he didn't feel world weary enough. What I felt was pushed more was that he was desperately, secretly in love with Tina Fey's character. Yes. Yeah. 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 There are some really nice moments with, between the two of those. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, you were right. The baseball bat scene is gold, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, one of my favourite bits is the the beginning where you know he says, "Oh, my my carpal tunnel came back." Looking for a bit of sympathy from her, he says, "Well, I get divorced, I win." Yeah. <laughs> the other scene that sticks in my head right now that I really liked was um, when they all the girls have to fess up to having done something nasty, yes. and then they do the trust exercise where they fall yeah. fall back off the stage into the crowd, yeah. and you know going in that somebody's not going to get caught. And yeah. that happens and that's fine. Yeah. But the one that really made me laugh is when it pulls out and it's the girl in the wheelchair rolling <laughs> off the stage into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, there are some I think there's some brilliant moments in that whole confession scene 
yeah. particularly when the principal starts the ball rolling and a girl says something incredibly female specifically yes. personal yes. and he just looks and I can't deal with this and hands yeah. it over to the female teachers yeah. um, and and when you know people say you know do you feel you've been you've been bullied as well and even the teachers all put their hands up yeah yeah, yeah I think this is a sort of film that I, I find it quite watchable yeah I mean it's the sort of thing if it's on I'll probably carry on watching it I wouldn't be averse to seeing it again. Yeah. I don't I didn't find it tremendously memorable. It's by right. no means bad. No no. Um Yeah. But I don't I can't say I, I love it to bits. Right, right. Um but it's definitely it's enjoyable and fun and if it's on TV it's worth it's yeah, worth catching. It is. And I, I think it's one of those things that you shouldn't be put off by the target audience. No. So I it's, I think pretty much most people will enjoy this film if they just sat and watched it and you know didn't you know didn't take it too closely you know didn't really analyze it too much but just kind of sit and watch and have fun it with also it. marks the last recorded time that Lindsay lohan was even vaguely attractive <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> i think I, this, I, is, this is before the the big the fall yes absolutely and i and you know it's horrible to say this about someone who's probably well i think she's definitely younger than both of us that, that oh, yes. this this is the 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 pinnacle of her career yeah um, Herbie wasn't exactly a no, career high, was it? No, and uh, there was a couple of others after the one she did before this, which was the remake of Freaky Friday. Oh yeah, that's pretty good because Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as mm. her mum, um, and that works really well. Um, I don't think I've seen. I sidestep the remake. I've seen the original, and I've seen all the yeah. the movies it, it begat, yeah, such like, as Big and Vice Versa, and yeah, those kind of things. But uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't, like father, didn't feel like the need son. to see uh, a remake of, uh, of Freaky Friday. No, it, interestingly enough, though, it's one of the better vice versa uh, body swap movies. Huh. Um, it, it, it's pretty good. Uh, mostly because you've got Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan at her best, or mm. near to her best. Did Tina Fey write that one as well? I don't think she did, no. Yeah. It was directed by the same guy, though, huh. that did Mean Girls. Oh, well, there we go. Um, but then that that is mostly... Jamie Lee Curtis's performance as a as a surly teenager that really elevates it. Uh, something else I enjoyed was Amy Poehler's performance. Right. Um, I've just started watching. I say just started watching. I'm now quite some distance through Parks and Recreation right, that yeah, she's yeah. the lead in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she was she was really good in this. Yeah, well. I think this was the first thing I'd ever seen her in. Mm. Um, I subsequently, seen her in um, Blades of Glory. Mm. Uh, she's Will Arnett's wife she is and in that they play a brother and sister mm. uh, ice, ice skating duo um, and that is that is that might even be worth watching that film just for that just for that yeah okay um, um, yeah I may pitch you that later as a, as a just ooh. just watch it for those oh really yeah uh, alright it's, it's not great it's okay there's some funny bits mm. in it but it's mostly them that are funny mm. but yeah I enjoyed her uh, her attempts to to relive her youth and kind of keep up with her teenage <laughs> yeah. daughter yeah. and take all kinds of abuse from her as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and the the scene with the dog is is particularly standout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting, you know, going back to what you were saying that you can't remember any lines in it because we've had a review from uh, Ad Ambulance on Twitter who said uh, it's the most quotable teen movie of its generation. Yeah. Um, which, is, like I said earlier, if, if there's a given situation, things will pop into my head Sure, you know, ba- based on it, and I'm, you know, I, th- I think it is pretty quotable. Maybe not quite as much as I love you, man. 
No, certainly not. Yeah, that I think that cause I'm I'm so full up with I love you, man. Quotes all the Mean Girls ones have kind of been pushed out. <laughs> That's the, the Homer Simpson thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's move on to some of the uh, some of the re- online reviews. Oh yes, Tom, Tom did uh, customer feedback this week yeah. uh, because I'm lazy slash busy. Yeah. Uh, so for Mean Girls, I have a five star, a three star, and a one star. Okay, go for it. Uh, the five star review, uh, two five star reviews actually. Um, the first one is. Mean Girls was a very interesting movie. I was looking for parts that were boring, but there weren't any. It didn't put me to sleep. What? So that's a five-star review. A five-star review is, it didn't put me to sleep. Yeah. Uh, the next one is in is in all caps, okay. so I shall relate it as such. Oh, God. If this isn't the most wondrous motion picture that was ever made, then I don't know what is. It is absolutely spectacular. I fell for it so hard that I broke every bone in my body. Overall, Mean Girls is a truly incredible film that totally rocks. Get it? Bones, rocks, rocks break bones. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) someone was very excitable. Something like that quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Possibly too much sugar. The three star reviews. This movie from Lindsay Lohan is just alright. But there are much better movies than this one, like Resident Evil Apocalypse. So do yourself a favour and watch that one instead. <laughs> How can you compare those I, I two know. films in any conceivable way? I know. Other than they are movies and there's people in them. Yeah. The, the one-star review. This movie is a disgusting presentation of human decency. Only in the last 15 minutes, they finally show some redeeming qualities. I suggest buying something po- with positive moral values. <laughs> okay. I think someone missed the point slightly on that yeah, one. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, well, yeah... Let's go from uh, Mean Girls, which is uh, a pretty decent film with a, with a better than average script, to uh, Casablanca. Roundly regarded as a classic of cinema. Yeah. Um, do we need a plot synopsis? It's Casablanca. It's Rick. It's Ilsa. It's Casablanca. So you're <laughs> confident that everyone would have seen it, even though I hadn't? Well, yeah, you should have. Yeah. Um, okay. It all centres around... Um, Rick's Cafe American in uh, in Casablanca, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, run by Rick, as played by Humphrey Gokart. Uh, yeah, that guy. Um, uh, and that's kind of like a an unofficial neutral safe haven uh, between warring Germany and the rest of the world. Yeah. So Nazis can come in, French resistance can come in, everybody pretty much leaves everybody else well alone. Yeah. There are some underhanded dealings that go on that Rick himself st- kind of stays away from, turns a blind eye to. Uh, and then one day in walks a man who the Nazis are particularly interested in and his wife, who just happens to have had a romance with Rick a year or so ago in Paris. Yeah. And he's uh, not too pleased to see her, really. Mm. Okay, well, I'll pick this up by saying... Contrary to the last two weeks, I really, really enjoyed this. Excellent. Good. Um, as I thought I probably would. I know last week you were saying that it w- the shoot was a complete shambles and the script wasn't finished. Oh, absolutely. All three, all three leads are on record yeah. of saying they, they did not yeah. want to make this film. But what I find amazing about this film is that, I mean, all of the performances are fantastic. The set design and the cinematography is just stunning. Mm. Um and I think it's one of these rare moments where I think in film productions where if if you go into a film production unprepared and you just do it on the fly, there are two things, two overriding things that can happen. Mm. One is the producers take control and everything comes down to money. And two, the creative people take control 
and everything comes down to what is the best creative decision. Yeah. And I suspect, given that this was a very low-budget film, it was predominantly shot in one set, mm. um, the creative people had the control. Michael Curtis had yeah. hands on the reins. And not just Michael Curtis, but Humphrey Bogart yeah. and all of that kind of... You know. So it drew, they each drew the best out of each other, even though the situation may not have been fun to be in at the time. Yeah. It's one um, of those things that, on paper, should not have worked... Well, no, it's one of those things. I think on paper it should have worked with the right preparation, which they didn't have, and therefore everyone thought it wasn't working. Yeah. But in actual fact, it was because turned the, out all right, really. The quality, you know, it's one of those things. The quality is there, inherent. Yes. If you like, um, what I what I really really liked um, about Humphrey Bogart is that he doesn't reveal anything, particularly about his character. No. And, Everything you know about him, you learn from the reactions and interactions with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And that sets you up so that by the time Ingrid Bergman has her big entrance into his bar and they meet again since Paris, that you can really feel for him and his frustration and anger. And, you know, suddenly everything you know about him comes to fruition in that moment yeah um and he hasn't told you anything about himself i think that works really really well because you kind of you're suddenly completely with this guy yeah yet you didn't realize you were you were being pushed into that situation yeah as a a viewer um you know this is what i think buried lacked last week was that it didn't have that setup so that when the moment you needed to feel the emotion to side with the character happened. Okay. You know, I felt it wasn't there in Buried, but it was done amazingly well in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I, I really liked is the fact that because of the way Rick's cafe works is that nobody is demonised based on their politics. So the Nazis are kind of the bad guys, but they're not, you know, it's not, no one's running for them. No one's running and hiding and screaming, and no one's saying you're evil, you're bad. Yeah. They're just, they're just, they're just the other side doing the job they've got to do. Yeah, and so it, I, I found that really fascinating, and the way that all of that worked in that, that it's it's all about the people and the characters individually, as opposed to what they represent. Which is interesting because this is commonly felt to have great anti-Nazi overtones. See, I didn't think it particularly did, which. I found very interesting given that it was made in 1942 mm. and I suspect the reason people think it's very anti-Nazi is because it was made in 1942 so it kind of comes with that baggage. Sure. Um, but watching it as someone who wasn't alive during the war obviously and you know coming to it fresh now it yeah. did just seem to be a representation of people at the time. I mean there are moments where like for example where um, the Germans are singing these very... Uh, yeah, they have a, a patriotic German, German anthem. sing, yes, sing yeah. song, and yeah. then the others are like, play the Marseillaise, and then yeah. they get up and they start singing the French national anthem. Mm. And you, you get the kind of thing, but almost then, it's like a, it's almost more like a rivalry than opposed to a war. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? So I, I think that's kind of interesting, because, I mean, places like this, and things like this must have gone on and happened. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see that in a film made during the war. Mm. Um, I think you're more likely to explore the subtleties now than you would then. I think yeah, that, yeah. That, that's why I'm probably so surprised that it wasn't quite as clear and yeah. differentiated. Um, what else? Uh, like I said, the the lighting and the cinematography and all of that is just 
unbelievable. You're leading me into one of my favourite bits of Casablanca trivia. Okay, cool. That some of the shadows mm. on the walls are painted on. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And watching this film is, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of classic films from that era, but yeah. this is the one that screams silver screen Hollywood. Yes. I mean, that even though it's got aspects of film noir and all that, it's just such a, you know, it's such a style and yeah. it looks so amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely amazing. I, I mean, even things like um, when he receives the Dear John letter at the station and it's raining and a- as he's reading that horrible note saying, I'm not coming to meet you yeah. and, and the ink is getting washed away as he's talking and it kind of really emphasises his feelings as mm. his heart's being broken, effectively. Yeah. Um, so it's things like that you you wouldn't... Techniques like that you, you don't often see in films of that era or age, I think. Mm. Uh, you certainly wouldn't see them now. No. I do like the, the kind of the comedic relief bit parts, like the pickpocket. Peter Laurie's pickpocket, yeah. No, he's not the pickpocket. No, Peter Laurie's the guy that stole the um, passes and gives them to Rick. Um, oh, yeah. There's another sorry, guy that yeah, plays yeah, a pickpocket. That's right. That's yeah. Sorry, I got those two characters mixed up. Yes, no, yeah, I, I can, I know, I can yeah. see why. He, the, yeah. The, yeah. So he's very camp and flamboyant, and, and his, his thing is to find these rich tourists or tourists or rich people and say, be really careful because people will rip you off. And yeah, there's pickpockets so, everywhere. He, yeah. yeah, he's taking their money. Um the uh, uh, the Russian bartender as well has some great yes. moments, um, as does the the kind of head waiter. Yeah, the major G guy. The yeah. bit I like is where he and the pickpocket collide, and he instinctively pats yeah. all his pockets down. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then Claude Rains, that's the just, French police captain. Brennan. Yeah, yeah. Who's just brilliant because you can't dislike him, mm. yet he's he's only his only allegiance is to himself. Yeah. On the inside, on the outside, his allegiance is to whoever he's standing next to. Absolutely, and, and he can almost—he almost makes a joke of it when there are two people <laughs> that he's with, yeah. and he, he'll just, you know, flip and flop between the two. And mm. uh, yeah, he—I mean, it's played absolutely brilliantly. Um, yeah, so it is a five-star Stone Cold classic. Really, mm. really enjoyed it. Um, I would really like to get hold of a Blu-ray copy, actually, because um, I've heard that the transfer on it is quite stunning. Okay. So. The um, other major supporting character we haven't talked about is Sam, the pianist. Yes, who's of quite course. Yeah, quite yeah. quite important. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, even though he can't play the piano. No, yeah, that's my, one of my other favourite Casablanca yeah. facts is that he's a drummer and he was watching somebody off screen and copying his hand movements. Yeah, yeah. If you look, he he he's moving his hands in time, mm. so you can tell he's a drummer. Yeah, <laughs> and they just but they're just going up and down. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's a guy off in a curtain. I, but the weird thing is, he sings and he's singing live. And they had the guy playing the piano live. Yeah. So rather than try and dub it on afterwards, they actually did it within the set in a very odd way. Very strange. Yeah, it but, must have been quite... But the Hollywood of that era often has those kind of weird things yeah, about it. Yeah, Yeah, I think he... Again, in a film of that era, you expect certain... Because you know, Sam is black, you expect certain prejudices to be there. Yeah. Which there aren't so much in this film. There's no. a few bit. He carries Rick's bags occasionally. You see him running and doing bits and bobs, but he's not. It's not the. the but that's more. I see that as that's more Rick's his employer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a master servant type no, no, relationship in any kind of way. No. Um. That. That's what I found interesting is that the. 
you know, there, but there is no, uh, you know, there is that you know, employer relationship. Yeah. There's no more than that. And there's no baggage along with that. Yeah. Um, which seems very kind of progressive for yeah. its time. He is the only black character in the film though. He is. Yeah. He and is. The, the pianist behind the curtain was the only other black person on the set. Yeah. The, what, but the thing is though, normally in a film of that era, there's always one glaringly horrible moment where something hideously racist happens. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Saying, I know oh my exactly God, how could they exactly say that or do that? Yeah. And that doesn't happen in this film no, at all. No, not remotely. He's, no. he's, he, He's completely equal to everybody else. Absolutely, yeah. Um, to the point where um, Rick, when he's selling up his place yeah. later on, cuts him, uh, tells the guy he's selling it to, Sam gets this much cut. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, um, it, I found that really fascinating. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't... Give him really, the time. Yeah, yeah, you really don't expect it in a movie that age. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it, other than that it is a classic film and everyone should watch it. Because, uh, I mean, it is the example of 40s cinema. Excellent. Well, it looks like after a couple of dodgy weeks, I've, yeah. I've finally hit a home run with it. Yeah, one. you've redeemed yourself. <laughs> you can't. You can't find anyone who doesn't like Casablanca. No, no, not at all. Um, I did find uh, some customer feedback. Yes, but which, yes, I want now. you to read it out because, I, the, yeah, I, the first one is very long, and I tried to think about what bits we couldn't read, but I don't think there's anything you can leave out. So, and I don't think I feel well enough to get through it without either. Falling about laughing, sneezing or coughing. Okay, so right. You well, go for it. Let's say, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't read this up until this moment. No, you haven't. No, okay. not at all. This is going to be quite long and I haven't seen any of this. No. Um, and but I know Tom was in fits of laughter when he was reading. Yeah, so, I, I just, I really cannot understand the person that wrote this I'm at gonna all. Take, I'm going to take a glug of water <laughs> and uh, prepare yourself. Yeah, I, I will, basically I found two... Basically, every review I could find of Casablanca was exactly what I've just said. Stunning five-star film. <laughs> Sorry, Kieran is in his space water because he's just read the first line. Um, I could only find... Oh God, I couldn't swallow it. <laughs> I, have, I could only find two two-star reviews and I could not believe what I was reading. So, Kieran, if you can compose yourself, please. <laughs> can you start reading? Oh, God. Oh. Right, okay, here we go. Okay. This is from a two-star review of Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, I'm just laughing in anticipation yeah. of what you're going to say. <laughs> After the success of black and white films Sin City, and more recently Schindler's List, except for the red bits and the red and yellow bits in Sin City, comes this trashy cash in Casablanca. <laughs> right. Can I just point out that those films are now in reverse date order? Yes. Uh, which, uh, first off, I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 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 sparked the alarm bells, but keep. Reading. If you feel the need to interrupt at any point, go for your life. Yeah. Okay, this film scores one extra star for sticking to the black and white all the way through, but loses one star for an insulting color for an insulting color error later on in the film. Now, I'm not sure there is a colorized version of Casablanca, mm. and when I read that statement, I thought, oh, maybe that's what they watched. Maybe they were getting a bit confused. Fair enough. But I believe there's a paragraph later on. That okay. reveals that it wasn't the colorized version they were really reading. Okay. It gets a bit confusing, but okay. please carry on. I think this person might just be mental. I think so too. <laughs> Sorry. I just caught four words. <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. This is tremendous radio. <laughs> I think we, we may have to copy and paste this and put it on the blog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The star of this show is some bloke called Dirtbag. 
crying. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> the star of this show is some bloke called Dirk Bogart, <laughs> who looks like Robert Sauti, who played the detective in the film. <laughs> 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 Sorry, <laughs> this is mind-numbing stupidity. I'm on the third line. <laughs> okay, okay. The star of the show is some bloke called Dirk Bogart, who looks like Robert Sarchi, who played the detective in the film The Man with Bogart's Face. No relation to Dirk, though. <laughs> the film is about the relationship between the two male leads in the film. <laughs> Rick Stein is the bar owner, Ilsa Shewolf is the tart, and Victor Kaya. <laughs> Victor K- I must have skipped that a bit when Victor Kayam came into this. Victor Kayam is the checkmate, a propaganda communist trouble causer who <laughs> seems to be part of the story. Oh, there is man. also a pianist who hangs out at the bar with cheesy ditties emanating from the piano he mimes at. So we got that bit right. Yeah. <laughs> Rick and Reno, the actor in the police outfit, is the love triangle at the centre of the film. A long film length tease of temptation for Rick by Victor's girlfriend Ilsa almost makes the viewer think that Rick may see sense and go straight. But luckily he packs her off on the plane at the end. Oh, spoiler alert. And stays with, stays with his true love, Reno. Despite a German fellow called Stresser causing stress for them both because his religious views have given him a skewed view of homosexuality. (laughs) And breathe. (laughs) I'm not done. Uh, It is a bold story about love between two men in the face of feminine temptational adversity which boots in the doors of Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) The scene that causes the film to score as low as it does, though, is the one with the parrot, uncredited but known as Genghis to his owners. The club featured somewhere in the film is called the Blue Parrot, yet the bird on the stand outside is clearly a green parrot. This is a cheapskate cut corner by the director, presuming that viewers wouldn't notice. He even had the audacity to make the bird blue for the much criticised colourised version released released much later. Okay, final paragraph. You ready? Yeah. All right, wipe my Uh, eyes and carry on. All in all, this film could have been a classic, even without the novelty of being in black and white, but the itchy combination of poor music, bad dialogue, (laughs) outdated plot contrivances and wooden acting add up to a niche genre. Buy it for the classic line, play it again, Sam, but you'll be disappointed. Ugart is a funny character if a little too sweaty for the onset of heat from the onset amateur lighting setup on set. <laughs> Avoid this film. I, <laughs> That's I, amazing. I don't need to read anything else. I, I just wish. I, I I just hope that that is a joke. I just. I, I would honestly, imagine so. I, I mean, oh. it's ridiculous. If anyone sane wrote that seriously, I just yeah, it just had me in fits. I have just seen the other two star reviews yeah. here. It's short, and I will read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that the headline at the top is, two out of five stars, a classic? Not only is it black and white, but he doesn't even say play it again, Sam. How can you set a film in the war and not have any war scenes? It would be like having Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with no bloody chocolate, or factory for that matter. Potential viewers be warned, there's a lot of talking and not much else. Play it again, Sam. Not on my telly. <laughs> now, I, I think... Um we should we should copy and paste the first one and put it on the blog. Oh, we absolutely should. Yeah, and I, what I'd like any listeners to do is read it because we probably didn't do it justice with all the giggling. 
read it and then let us know if you think it's real or not. Um, I'm going to I'm going to keep that and whenever I'm feeling sad, I'm going to read it aloud to myself. <laughs> yeah, um, because I I'm, I'm sweating now. I'm going to jump around. I honestly can't believe that 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 is real, but it really really made me laugh. Uh, that's on a par with the plus two stars minus one <laughs> it is, star it? Yeah. review for Dirty Harry yeah. we had the other week. And there was me worried that I wouldn't be able to find anything other than a five star <laughs> review for Casablanca. Right. So We should uh, move on. Who's going next? We should move on. Um, before we do, though, yes. uh, something interesting about last week's show about mm-hmm. Buried. Um, Carl Buxton contacted us on Facebook. Um, and he largely agreed with my thoughts and review of Buried. Mm-hmm. Um but what I thought was interesting about what he said was that he watched it after listening to my review. Okay. So, I don't think he is, or I am sure, as to whether my attitude influenced his viewing of it. So, if anyone has watched a film before we've reviewed it, and then also watched films after we've reviewed it, would be interesting to know if you think, having heard the review... If our rambling yeah. skew your opinion, yeah, your yeah. viewpoint. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if you think you're more inclined to agree or disagree with us after you've heard our things. And who you side with. Who's your favourite? Yeah, absolutely. So, if... Uh, yeah, I'd be really in- interested to hear. Um, so, without further ado, let's kick off or move on to your pitch to me this week. Okay, all right. I've just about recovered from that Casablanca <laughs> review. Um, I have given you... A film about human infertility in a dystopian future of sorts. Yeah. Um, a film about a man being buried alive. Yeah. Um, and having a, a pretty rough time of it. Both of which you didn't particularly care for. No. And then uh, I gave you a film in which uh, the lead character must pack the the one woman he loves yep. off on a plane with a man he doesn't particularly like. Yeah. Uh, potentially to then get arrested by Nazis later on. Yeah. Um. So, I thought I'd go for the complete antithesis of this. Okay. Um, A movie that I inexplicably enjoy far too much. Right. uh, And our first out-and-out kids film. Okay, interesting. George of the Jungle. Okay, I knew knew this was coming. I knew this was coming at some point. Yeah, I didn't know this week, but I knew it was going to come. There's something about it. I don't know. I saw it on TV years after it was released, so I must have been... I would have been a minimum of like 22 or 23 when I first saw this. See, that's like me with The Princess Bride. I didn't see The Princess Bride until I was about 18 or 19, and I absolutely love that film. See, now, that, we're going off on a tangent here, but that was one of the first films my family rented when we got our first video recorder. Right, okay. Uh, It was that, Back to the Future, Gremlins, all of that kind of 80s movie thing. Yeah, yeah. uh, Because it was one of my stepdad's favourite films. Right. Uh, So, yeah, we... uh, I, I got to see Princess Bride pretty yeah. pretty early. One of the things we mentioned about doing we haven't done yet is is a, is a, a movies we love that we won't feature because we've both seen. We need to start thinking about doing that okay, because we'll do Princess that. Bride would definitely be one of them. Absolutely, um, yeah, that and In Bruges. Nice yes. double bill. Okay. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, that'd be an amazing double yeah. bill, wouldn't it? Is there anything to link those two films? We should find a way of linking those two movies. There's got to be. I can see him thinking. Yeah. Is there a reference to Andre the Giant in In Bruges? As a giant and a midget. Yeah, well, there we go. That's a start. <laughs> That's a start. Um, I have very cleverly not written down a synopsis of George of <laughs> the Jungle. So <laughs> okay. I'm going to try and do it off the top of my head. Okay. This um, will be entertaining. Yeah. It also doesn't help. I wrote these notes three weeks ago and can't remember the names of any of the characters. Right. I'm guessing one's called George. Yeah. Right. George is a boy raised by apes into uh, a clumsy kind of... Uh, 
endearing man-child in the shape of Brendan Fraser. Okay. Uh, and into his domain stumbles a uh, uh, pretty blonde heiress, Ursula, mm-hmm. and her odious husband-to-be, Lyle. Right. Uh, and uh, from there, he is uh, the, the jungle man is taken to the urban jungle of San Francisco. Right. And uh, must adjust, and much hilarity, therefore, okay. ensues. As well as that, yeah. We have the B story. Right. Because Lyle, uh, being uh, a kind of a man of money and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say odious again. That's the best word I can think of to describe right, okay. him. Yeah. Uh, everybody get your sources out and find me a uh, find me a better word for odious. odious yeah. yeah, yeah. Be- being a man of that kind of disposition, he has lackeys. Repugnant. And he, uh, yes, he's definitely repugnant. Yeah. Uh, and who decide to, uh, to stay behind uh-huh. uh, because they think they can kidnap... Um, George's best friend, and in fact, the ape who raised him, an ape named Ape, right? who can talk, okay. and is voiced by John Cleese. Right. And they see money in him, so they stay behind. Your B story is uh, they stay behind to, to kind of capture him okay, um, and what they think they can do with him okay. to make some money. Um, I like this film yeah. because it's just so silly and so much fun. Right. Um, John Cleese as Ape is really good. Uh-huh. He has to keep hiding his intelligence from Ursula because she faints at the sight of a gorilla speaking English every single time. Right. So he could, he'll be having a perfectly erudite conversation with George uh-huh. uh, and then she'll walk into the room and he'll have to go back to a completely, un, to him, unnatural routine of scratching right. and peeling bananas <laughs> and picking fleas off people. Right. Um, it's essentially an irreverent comic take on Tarzan. Yeah. Um, it has a narrator. One of my favourite scenes is the villains arguing with the narrator. Right. That kind of humour just appeals to me. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 slapsticky, but for a kid's movie, very rarely is it overdone. Right. Um, okay. There's a, uh, there's a particularly comic fight scene between uh, uh, George and the two lackeys. Uh-huh. Uh which I think is where it kind of steps over into overdone territory, but there's still plenty of good laughs in that as well. Right. And there's some good wordplay. Okay. Uh, there's some good uh, some good lines in it as well. Uh-huh. Um, loads of sight gags. For example, the opening shot, the voiceover says, deep in the heart of Africa. Right. Uh, and there's, there's a map of Africa, but the map doesn't have countries. It has spleen, upper colon, heart, right. liver, <laughs> okay. and all of that kind of thing. So that's the... Uh, yeah. That's the level we're aiming at. Okay. There is also one stunt in it that made me go, Jesus, when I rewatched it. Okay. Uh, uh, the Bay Bridge stunt is all I will say. Okay. Um, because there is no way that is faked. Right. Uh, okay. And it, just, yeah, it, it had my heart in my mouth. All right. Um, I don't know what else to say. We say this every week. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Um, but it's really it. It's just fun. I thought after giving you weeks and weeks of movies you didn't like yeah. and were about depressing subjects, okay. there is no way this film can depress anybody. Okay. And That's I will good. close my pitch with a line that will secure this for anybody. Right. If you've ever wanted to see a gorilla get hit in the balls by a coconut fired from an elephant's trunk, this is the movie for you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so I should probably mention who's in this. Really, I mentioned no, Brendan Fraser. No, all right, fine. No, Doesn't matter. We know Brendan Fraser, John Cleese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and watch through the credits as well. Okay, they're like extra bits. Yes, fine. not very far into the credits, but there is an extra bit in the credits. Okay, all right, I will. Which do. is one of the comic highlights, I think, of the film. Okay, excellent. I will do. Um, I shall move swiftly into my pitch to you, which is very different indeed. So, you're pitching me the first. Uh, 
family film we've had or kids film yeah. I'm pitching you what I believe is the first superhero film we've had we haven't had a superhero movie no I don't think we have and it's not a particularly typical superhero movie either mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to preface it by saying I don't really read really read graphic novels or comics or whatever you like to call them as mm-hmm. I'm not particularly nerdy or geeky about the subject of superheroes and that sort of genre I do enjoy what he's sitting there in a Thundercats t-shirt but. yeah Thundercats aren't well you know what I mean yeah I know and uh, the film I'm going to pitch you I don't think is it's not an outstanding film okay by any stretch but I find it really interesting it's a good film and I think you'll enjoy it mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to pitch you The Punisher Okay. From 2004. Which I believe, quite helpfully, might actually be sitting on my DVR at home. Oh, well, it's on one of your streaming services, anyway. Oh, there we go. It should be Uh, quite easy for me to see The Punisher. Because I've got the DVD. Excellent, good. Um, Oh, we're we're on a roll this week. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll quickly do a plot synopsis. Okay. Um, So, like I said, I'm going to be talking specifically about this instance in this movie. If people start correcting me and say I've got people's characters wrong or whatever, then this is not the to this, this is film. the Thomas Jane version, not the Dolph Lundgren. It, yes, version. it's the Thomas okay. Jane version. I haven't seen the Dolph Lundgren version, and I'd quite like to. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, Thomas Jane plays Frank Castle, who's an undercover cop, um, and he basically has a big heist and uh, heist isn't really right, a big bust, um, and he decides enough is enough. I need to spend time with my family, so he effectively retires. But his whole family are killed in retaliation. Nice for this, and nice. he he is left for dead. Um, this is exactly like the beginning of George of the Jungle, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's left for dead, um, and basically he reinvents himself once once he survives the uh, the the death attempt. He reinvents himself the death as death attempt. Yeah. Okay, good. Carry on. Or murder attempt, yeah. whatever okay, you want to call fine. it. Death That's attempt. Fine. No, death no, no, attempt. I like that. Um, once he survives, um, he reinvents himself as the Punisher. And the whole- like a badly translated title from like Japanese. Death attempt. Death yeah. attempt. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll let you carry on. Um, and so, and 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 all he all he wants is vengeance and revenge, and that and, and justice. Fine. So that's that's what he, his aim is. Like I said, it's got Tom Jane in as as the Punisher. Um, the supporting cast is really good. Roy Scheider plays his dad, mm-hmm. who's brilliant, especially in the gunfight. Okay. Um, Rebecca Romjin Romain Stamos Romain Stamos yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she plays um, I can't remember who she plays actually she plays Mrs what? Castle I don't think she does actually forget that a bit oh oh is this the one with John Travolta in yes oh, there we go maybe he plays her wife his wife I can't remember I don't know why I didn't write down the character's name I should I told you it'd be one for the ages I know it's amazing isn't it I was so unprepared um, but the big draw about this is John, John Travolta playing the bad guy mm-hmm. and it, we're, we're talking John Travolta face off oh so it, it's kind of he, he really amps up the silliness of this okay um, what I really like about this film is that quite often when I watch modern action movies I think I don't like the way they've done that and oh, they, uh, that's a bit yeah I, I wish they'd done it like like they would have done it if they'd done it in the 80s like yeah. 1985 like Commando or something like yeah, that yeah. you know you've know, you got a better script here but if you'd done the action like that it would have been much better mm. well this film was started off with a budget of 64 million dollars mm. uh, and it ended up being 15 million dollars yeah so 
He, he he said yeah in response to my eyebrows practically going through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's quite a cut. It's a massive cut. That's so a what, quarter of its less than a quarter of its original budget. Yeah. So so basically, there was no room for visual effects. No. So most of it's all done practically. Mm. Um, it's it's an eighteen. It's violent, like a proper action movie. So maybe I'll wait for you to bring the DVD rather than watching whatever TV version I have on my DVR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Um, there are some nasty bits in it, mm. like, but but when I say nasty bits, I'm comparing that to things like Commando and Predator and that kind of thing. It's that kind of level of violence. Yeah. Um, the way 18 certificate action movies used to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exa- and that's what I, I really like about it. Um, it's a pretty standard superhero origin story mm. at the core of it. Um, there's nothing amazing or dynamic about the script. It's just the fact it's a, it's just a good, solid action movie. Okay. Um, the one thing that I think you will really like about it is as a cameo, um, we've already outed you as a professional wrestling fan. Yes. Um, and there is a cameo the in it. Up in the Punisher. Uh, well, quite interestingly, they had to write an entire storyline in WWE to account for the fact the producers made him cut his hair. And really? Kevin, no, Kevin Nash. Really? Yeah. I don't remember having his hair cut. Yeah, he had to have it cut short to play the, play the Russian, as he's called. Uh, and he just gets into a massive, really nasty fight with Tom Jane. Um, That's interesting because Kevin Nash is barely mobile. Yeah, yeah. He's the he, man who once who once uh, uh, tore serious tendons in his. No, he tore his quad walking across the ring. <laughs> right. Well, it, the, in, in this, what is one of the? Fu- I'll find it and put it in the link dump. It's just I. Uh, it's just a staggeringly hilarious YouTube. <laughs> right. I'll find it. Um. Yeah. He, I mean, because he's a massive guy, and Tom. Yeah. He's Tom, six nine. Yeah. Tom. Six, Tom Jane pumped up for this movie yeah. and for the, for for the, for the most of this movie he's the benchmark for for, yeah. for muscular and buffness and then then Nash turns up okay. in this horrific red and white striped crew shirt and a blonde crew cut <gasps> yeah um and they have this epic fight in his uh his thing and it, and it's not like every other action movie now that had all the fights are martial arts this yeah. is proper brawling people throwing through walls punching and it's like really you know guts Gut shaking, wrenching, stabbing, and you know, Okey-dokey. that kind of stuff. Okie sounds delightful. It, when you watch it, you'll be like, "This is a proper action movie." Okay. Um, so yeah, that that's my main reason for for getting you to watch it because I think that um, you know it didn't do particularly well on release, which is a shame because it it you know it's pretty decent for what it is. Yeah. Um, but I think the problem was it was released at a time when. All the superhero movies coming out at the time were like Spider Man and PG thirteen, Batman Begins, yeah. and you know people were throwing huge amounts of money at them. They were big, they were epic, and people weren't quite looking for an eighteen mm. certificate eighties action movie. Which but the, this is what this is. The Punisher has now had three separate bootings of that character Absolutely, in cinema. Yeah, yeah. Well, Warzone was a, was the remake for this. Uh, not the remake, so the sequel to this. But Tom Jane's not in it. No, he's not. I he's, didn't think it was a sequel. I, th- I think it technically is. Okay. And it was I heard. Uh, uh, so I listened to uh, an interview with the director. Yeah. And she, uh, she was, uh, yeah, she directing yeah. a Punisher movie. Yeah. Um, didn't 
uh, didn't kind of see it as a sequel. No, well, maybe I'm slightly wrong. It was intended to be the sequel, okay, uh, with Tom Jane and the original director, but there mm. was a falling out between, of course, studios and people, creative differences, etc., 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 and it never got off the ground. Um, I'm of. I, I know it's one of my favourite BS excuses is, yeah, is creative differences. I, I, I love I, that line. I read about it while I was researching it, but I didn't write it down. I only wrote down a few bits I wanted to mention in the pitch. But um, I think you're not going to be blown away by it, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's a good, solid action movie. Maybe one not to watch with my girlfriend then. Maybe. No. Righto. Okay, well, we couldn't have picked two different films, yeah. could we? No, not at all. <laughs> and I think we've just about managed to shamble our way through to the end of this <laughs> yeah, mess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Um, Let's, let's do the plugs and get out of here. Okay, no worries. If you want to send us reviews for anything you've seen uh, that we've mentioned, uh, like I said before, we're always keen to hear what people think of the movies that they've watched. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at HYS Podcast, so you can send your short reviews there. Uh, you can like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash have you seen podcast. Um, you can write more lengthy reviews on there if you like. Um, you can always go to the blog and comment on the page, some, uh, the pages itself, where you can download the episodes. A blog that I've kind of been neglecting recently. I owe you some link dumps, people. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the uh, URL for that is uh, bit.ly forward slash hys podcast, uh, or you can email us at hys podcast at gmail dot com. Don't restrict yourself to reviews, suggestions. Uh, yeah, if absolutely. People want to yeah. suggest movies for us to cover. Yeah. Um, if you, if you manage to pick through and find one that neither of us have seen, we'll give it some serious consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. So just uh, get in contact. Let us know what you think. We should, as usual, thank Upbeat Productions for this uh, kind of warm uh, studio. It's warm <laughs> enough. It's bright enough. Yeah. Uh, the microphones all seem to work, so that's good. Uh, we should thank Chapter Media for their uh, technical assistance and for being all round kind of top people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you, of course, to our internet wizard Alexia Mum for. Uh, putting us on the internet really yeah yeah making making uh, us actually uh, you know people able to listen to it yeah he doesn't do anything to to do with the quality of the show he no, just, no, 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 <laughs> just no, uh, no. Uh, lets this crap spill into your ears <laughs> yeah and on that note I think we're done don't you absolutely excellent right uh, we promise next week's will be better yeah we'll remember the notes and, yeah and that yeah. would help hopefully I might not be ill that would be a nice change oh Come back next week. This is a cliffhanger. This is a double will cliffhanger. Will I be ill or not? Yeah. Will Tom be ill and will the show be better? <laughs> yeah. Will we remember our notes? We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.